Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Woo! And thankfully, Will Smith is not here. No. He's around, though. I'm closer to him than you are. You are closer to him, so you better watch out, man. If you make a single joke, you are at risk. Man, I... (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. All right, so let's just do full disclosure. Me and Andrew were starting to talk about this right before we started recording, and then we just decided that we might as well record it. We know you've all heard it a thousand times. It's not going to be very long, but we just have to address a few things. First of all, he's laughing at the joke, and I don't think in a I'm going to kick your ass type way. If you go back and watch the clips, he's laughing. He thinks it's funny. and And then you see Jada's face, and then it cuts away, and someone on Twitter said, that's when she leans over to him and goes, Tupac would have murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that it's not he wrong. Yeah. He snaps. He snaps. Like he full on snaps, and it's and it and I you're I, I will I, I will never not believe that's not because Jada was like, if you don't go do something. Dude, I'm she's start, the worst. I'm gonna start sleeping with even more men in our own home. Exactly. Um, who are who aren't you? I did that that was just like I <laughs> You were calling like the way he did it gangster, and I agree. But like when you really break down the facts, he wasn't standing up for his woman without her asking him to do that. Let me let uh, me explain why I, I say that less, though, which is less impressive. I will hold on. And then also, Chris Rock's a fraction of his size for sure. Like he's a not f- doing that to anyone fraction. else. Yeah, Jason Momoa cracks that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will Smith is uh, going up and hugging him, kissing his toes. Can we do a movie together? Yeah, like, yeah. Come on. No, I know. But in execution, I think, is what you're going to say. But yeah, please say why, why okay. he looked like an absolute G while he did it. So I don't mean that as like, you know, I'm not supporting, not I'm not yeah, supporting what yeah. he did. But what I'm saying is like to be in front of the world, right? So in front of all of your peers, all of Hollywood, and then in front of literally the world that's watching this, millions of people, to go up on stage and slap Chris Rock, and then just sit down like nothing happened. Well, I mean, then he screamed at him too, but like to just go back and sit down, I mean, that's pretty gangster. That doesn't mean that I it's thought, right, but it's pretty gangster. The, yeah, yeah. I think the screaming was was what took away from the gangster. Like Dude. He just looks at that point. He just looks unhinged. You go up and you slap, and then you start smiling back at that dude. That's terrifying. You unhinged scream. But like I think that that is what somebody. made people realize it was serious. Like that yeah. it was no, real. Oh, 100%. If, if, if he goes back and sits and smiles. Because people Chris laugh. Rock isn't gonna, Chris Rock isn't going to come out and say that dude slapped. That was that was a bit. You know, it, right. it all goes and goes away and everyone asks questions about it. And no one really talks about it. Right. But he goes back and has a meltdown. Yeah. And uh, and still gets a standing ovation with his acceptance speech. I, I'm now seeing that the Academy, the, Chris Rock has declined to press charges, but the Academy is um, they want they are doing disciplinary actions. I don't think they can like have him arrested or anything like that. But just in terms of repercussions within, I don't know if it's within the Academy of Motion Pictures, Film and Television, or what or whatever. Um, but so they're they're pursuing stuff, and and supposedly they they. They w- they tried to get him to leave. Okay, and he and he insisted on not leaving. Here's my really thing. Here's that. my thing, dude. You go up and you assault a guy at a bar, and the cops come in and they go, "Hey, you're under arrest. Um, you just assaulted that guy." And then you go, "No, I'm not." 
and they go, well, I guess he's not. Like, that's not how that works. If no, they go, yo, not. you need to leave, and he goes, no, then they have to drag him out. They have to. That you and give him the option. They clearly didn't have their own right. police detail. I, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't believe for a second in this town there weren't LAPD on scene. Of course. Right. Maybe that's on, you know, that could be even a sheriff's jurisdiction. I don't know. LA is a weird place. Regardless, there aren't armed, uh, you know, paid people of society there to handle that. I, I don't believe they weren't there. I do believe they didn't have a conversation with Will Smith right. at any point. Also, the security after. clearly wasn't very good either. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're talking about the Academy security going up and insisting he leave. Probably a bunch of, like, scrawny little weird white dudes who are like, Sir, you can't, you can't assault Chris Rock. We're going to need you to get out of here. And Will Smith going like, no. I did it for like Zenu. And, like, looking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't be saying that. He'll pop in my room. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just, it was bizarre. Um, it's... It's. I think it's a bad thing. You know, me, you, me and you are massive comedy fans. I think it's a horrible. It's a horrible thing for comedy. You know, it was a pretty agreed. I don't know. Like, yeah, I. I know she struggles and, and, with hair hair loss and alopecia, but like, I've. I don't know. Like that. That is rough and stuff. He laughs first, though. That's where I go back to. Right, I because I always end up back at he laughs first, and I'm just like, you're a clown. This you, comes back to you laugh, Will Smith is is. Partially, I don't want to call him a comedian, but I mean, Fresh Prince clearly a comedy. No, he, but he's he, he is a comedic yeah, actor at times. Yeah. In, earlier in his career, more than now, but like he Absolutely. knows a joke when it's a joke. Chris Rock oh. is not there to make a joke about her condition. I guarantee he. Well, I shouldn't say a guarantee because I don't know, but I don't think he was making fun of her condition. He was making he was making a joke, not knowing all of the 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 details, which. He, he's I don't a comedian. Know. Apparently, he's too. kind of gone after her in the past before. That's stuff. true. I heard that. But but it, but at the end of the day, it's a joke. Right. It's words. Right. Uh, boo him if you want. Like I don't know. Well, that, People that, laugh. That's Will what Smith. I said, man. Go backstage and smack him around if you have to. Like Will I don't. Smith laugh. Right. It's still not okay. I don't think that he no ever should have hit him. But I'm just saying, no. like, go backstage where it's not in front like, of like, everyone. Like, What's this going to do for comics around the, the country and right. clubs? You know, it's just like it's it's really bad for that. And I really hate that part of it. And yeah, be, be a man and handle your business off screen. Anyone can act tough. And again, I just I'm sorry for those of you who aren't following uh, Will and Jada's personal life. Great. <laughs> congratulations. But they're in an open marriage that has been tumultuous and makes Will look like, mm, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the kids are saying a cuck. Not so his decision. Just, yeah, yeah, and also not his decision. So I just feel like a lot of this was taking your personal issues with your personal relationship with your wife out on a, out on a guy who cracked a joke. Like, like just years and years of pain that you are upset with and you do not enjoy. I will say. Uh, out, out on Chris Rock, and I, and I think he's kind of. I'm sorry. I think he's kind of a bitch for that. I think that you, I don't know if you know this or not, but we are recording this earlier in the week um, because there's a Bruins game tomorrow, but tonight Chris Rock is playing at the Wilbur. This is his first appearance and first time. I mean, he hasn't put out a statement or anything like he has at the Wilbur tonight. I wish I was going to this show. I wish you were going before to the Oscars. Too. It was $45 to go to this show, okay. which I should have been going anyway because it's Chris Rock. 
that after, is an, that's that is an insane price for Chris Rock. As opinion. of today, the fact that the Wilbur doesn't command like at least ninety five dollars for Chris Rock is a crime. It's a crime. Yeah. As of right now, fifteen hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah. It's so, gonna be huge. It's, We're, what, it's here's wild. the thing: you're gonna hear what he had to say. Yes. You're gonna hear what he had to say. There's, you know, I, I'd imagine Fred Toucher or or Rich certainly are gonna be at that. Rich is you definitely know, there. Good. He was talking about it on on Sports Hub the day yeah. after the Oscars. So, so there's gonna be an hour on Toucher and Rich. Again, you you will have already, this will have already happened for all of you. But there's gonna be an hour on Toucher and Rich tomorrow morning. I bet on yeah. it. And I and honestly, I'll I'll tune in for that. I'll I'll get the podcast going after the fact because yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what he has to say. All he said is that he launched a tour and it's called Ego Death. And I love that. It's great. Whew. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I just got the chills about it. That Man, I wish you were going to that. Dude, I, I, I can only imagine that he is going to absolutely shred him, right? I hope so. Like, cause, I, I, cause I, I you, really do. You watch the video multiple times. Like, I'm sorry. Chris Rock is, is not afraid of Will Smith. No. You saw that the way he stepped into the slap. Well, the fact that he didn't, he just kind of took it. And well, that was the other thing, too, is like you watch the video a bunch of times. He for a second, split second there. He's like, I could I could definitely. And then he's he holds back. Like, I feel like he was about to lay into him or as as the kids say, spill the tea. You know, he yeah, he knew in that moment that he won already. And and I'm sorry, like, I, I know there's there's people like on the fence about this. Chris, Chris Rock won the whole moment. You can talk about standing up for your wife and all that shit. That's garbage. This is a comic who made a joke on a main stage and a man who who's like a child who was asked it. to do that. Yeah, I'm not saying via like I don't know this 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 just makes it seem like I, I saw a comedian put it uh, that this this is this is what happened. Basically, 52 percent of like so there was a poll that 52 percent of people are on Will Smith's side. That's wild. And then and then a comic said this is because this is what happens when you raise people to believe that that violence is the equivalent of jokes. And that's that's where comedy gets threatened. Yeah. And if we can't joke about stuff without someone wanting to slap you across the face like a child, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. If it was personal, if it's been too much, if it's all this stuff, talk backstage. Yeah, handle it somewhere else, man. Not in front handle of all else. of your peers and also the entire world that's watching. You should be embarrassed, and he should never be at the Oscars again. That that was which is so move, unfortunate. Dude, like dude, I, honestly, again, though, not hey, to not to get too far hey, into this, move, but move over Kanye. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna think about Kanye Taylor Swift ever again. Right. That was unbelievable. Kanye's got work to do. <laughs> let's let's end it on this. That like Will Smith is such a legend that this is clearly gonna be a a big, you know, st- stain on his legacy. And it just sucks for him that he played this amazing role and won, finally won, you know, the award that he's that's always kind of been there that he hasn't had, and this is how it is going to be remembered. Like it, something something clearly is wrong. He needs to get it figured out. But I mean, it's just it sucks because I don't know, man. He's he hurt himself there. Yeah, I mean, listen, and a lot of other people. I think uh, I, th- I think the I think the thing that he's really suffering from is the marriage he shouldn't be a part of anymore. Agreed. Anyways, um, 
I want to get what my last note on it. Want to give a shout out to my roommate, guest of the pod, friend of the pod, Daniel Herzog at the real D hers on Twitter. And uh, he, who tweeted yesterday, I feel like what's been lost in the discourse is how horrible and nonsensical Will Smith's speech was. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it was, I would have rathered. I was so excited that he won because I was like, yeah, talk. And then it was like, what the hell did I just watch? I would have rathered they just had to have him win it and shown a picture of him. And I'm sure everyone who gets in trouble for the show running over would have loved that as well. But, uh, right. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah, weird days over here. I just, you know, again, uh, if you can't take a joke, don't fight the comedian. That's my that's my only takeaway. <laughs> yeah, stand up for your wife, protect your wife. Chris Rock was perving or saying abhorrent things or whatever the case may be. Fine. If this was if this was the straw that broke the camel's back and he's been, uh, you know, on her case for years. Uh, talk backstage. This is just embarrassing. And uh, I, I think any repercussions that Will Smith catches from it, he deserves. Uh, and uh, but that, that that being said, good for Chris Rock not pressing charges. Yeah, he's going to he's going to uh, he'll get his like he'll get his what Chris Rock will get out there, what he needs to get out there. Yeah, Chris so. Rock's going to I'm telling you, Chris Rock's going to win. Yeah, he he won by not by not matching him. Right. The best, the best line of the interaction is, "Dude, it was a GI Jane joke." Right. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, well, all right, we kept it as tight as possible, yeah. everybody. <laughs> well, speaking of embarrassing, <laughs> let's start with the Bruins talk right now because okay, last night, again, we're recording this early in the week, so last night we played against Toronto, and for I don't know, seventy-five percent of the game, we got we got whooped. I mean, we were losing 6-1 to one at one point. And then in true Toronto fashion, they almost collapsed completely. We came back to uh, within two. So the game ended 6-4. And I need to say this right now because I know I need to get this out there. Here, here we go. I've been getting a lot, of, a lot of heat for the video that I put up on our story the other day. Basically questioning the Toronto media saying, we want Boston in the first round because they're the weakest team and because we can beat them and we match up against them better than anybody else and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to hear any of it. And that's what I said in the video. I don't understand why they want to play us. They've never played us well in the playoffs. They have never done anything. They haven't made it out of the first round. And I don't even know how long, but it's way too long to count. And so... I still stand by exactly what I said. The oh, fact that they were, course, this, of course, the fact we've that they lost, were up we've six, lost worse to in the regular season to them, dude. This game doesn't mean anything towards your statement, of course. The, the but this is what I'm saying. People are like, you should have saved this video. You shouldn't have put that video up. I disagree. They have. They always get that Cowards. one win in the regular season, that. and they think that it's it's the end all be all, and that the playoffs are the same exact breed. If anything, last night. They almost blew a, a five-goal lead, and we were coming back. If there was more time in that game, again, we didn't play well in that game at all. We shouldn't have scored four goals. No. So yeah. I stand by everything that I said. I want Toronto in the first round, as always, because we always four, And that's that's also 6-4 without a boarding call. Exactly, without multiple calls, with some bad bogus calls too, which I do not want to blame the refs for, refs for this game. But they made some terrible no, no, calls. We lost that. We lost that game, but we can still pour it on the referees. Right. They they should oh, be held man, accountable that a, for that. That was that was atrocious. That oh. was an atrocious officiating. A lot of it was, and, yeah. And and, and 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 Taylor Hall, 
getting getting best someone someone tweeted best five thousand dollars he's ever spent. Absolutely, absolutely. Dude, that look. What a coward to get to throw him right. to hit him like that. Unbelievable missed call, and then to call Taylor. If you're gonna garbage. call it, call you, him you, both. If you're gonna, yeah, and if you missed one, you gotta miss the next one. Right. That's why it exists. It's called policing the game. He's lucky Taylor got to him first. I don't know, that man. Was, yeah. Not Dude, to mention, no, stand, stand by it. Oh, hey, I, respect uh, it. To respect to Toronto's to be the best, you got to beat the best, but they should be shitting their pants, and I think they are. That's why they're talking big game. It's like kind of like Will Smith going after a guy who's fifty pounds lighter than him. <laughs> For a team who doesn't have a <laughs> goaltender, I don't think that they should be saying anything. They're like, "Oh, well, they picked up Giordano at the trade deadline. Cool, man. That's great. You picked up a defenseman. That's awesome. What about yeah. like all of the we other holes two. in your lineup? <laughs> we picked up two defensemen. Yeah. So, so how about that? But I just don't. I'll never understand the the, you know, Toronto. You guys, you're nothing. Like you, you. I, I don't. I just don't understand any of it. You haven't won anything. You haven't even made it out of the first round. You want us? Why would you possibly want us? Every time you get the Bruins in the playoffs, it ends poorly for you. Whether hey. you fully collapse or we just beat the hell out of you, it doesn't really matter. No. And and guess what? You're primed for either this year. Yeah, I mean, You're, you, you'll either. I, I'm not afraid to be down three-one to the Leafs. No, I don't want it. Right, I'm not afraid of it though. I'm. Oh, please, you want us? I want you. Let's go, Toronto. Well, it's like and every anybody, team. And for anybody throwing shade about, you should have saved that video. Why keep that? Keep that same opinion in a few months. I should have been screenshotting all of these messages so that I have Absolutely. I, I can I can send messages back in a couple months or a month or whatever it is month and a half. Absolutely should have. You know what's funny is that they want us because they think that they can beat us, but again, it doesn't really make any sense. They they will get absolutely smoked by any other team in the East that they play, and then they want to play the team who beats them every single year. Like I. You're just looking for what you think is the easiest option, and it's not the Bruins, I'll tell you that. Because, again, what I think is is a benefit to the Bruins for last night, yes, they played poorly, but they know exactly what they need to do now to beat Toronto. And the playoffs are a completely different breed. I don't care about the regular season. They can sweep us in the regular season. If we both they make have. the playoffs, hey, I don't care. Hey, they have. Yeah. And then they've lost. There's been a few years they've swept us in the regular season and only to get absolutely bounced by us in the first or second round. This is the and LeBron th- and effect. This, and this Bruins team is better. And I don't care if Toronto's better. You're in trouble if we can keep up better. And, yeah, call us the weakest team. That's fine. If you're afraid of everyone else, that's great. You should be. If you're afraid of everybody else but us, you should be afraid. You should just know. The writing's on the wall. You're not winning the cup. No, absolutely not. Because we know we got a lot more than you to deal with. The other thing I that I don't Toronto. the other thing love I don't Toronto. like about last night is that everybody is all over Swayman being like, see, he can't handle the big games. What are you talking about? Like, the defense played terribly in front of him. And since he's come back from from Providence, he's been nothing but just about lights out for this team. I mean, I don't, I don't get why people are already turning, and it's, it's what, not to the extent of like what this town wants to do, man. It right. really is. It's not we to the extent love, of Tuukka. We love to panic over something, right? 
I, I don't I just don't get it. It's it's one game against a team that you're probably this, gonna play again. I don't know if you, I don't know if you were saying this about Tuca early career, but this is exactly what they would say about Tuca early career. All mm-hmm. these all these these same people who are so sad that he couldn't come back and be the guy that we no, needed. No, 100%, but I'm yeah. saying it's not to the extent of Tuca yet. Like they don't they aren't people aren't aren't all over Swayman like they were all over Tuca. Tuca got it way worse. So yeah. it's early, guys. Like Swayman is the future. So if you yeah. hate him already, you're in for you're in for a long haul here. Yeah, I I, I don't uh you know so, sorry sorry to hear about your impending stress. It's not going to stress me out. I'm I'm on the sway train, baby. Can't get me off. You know what's funny is uh somebody from work went to the game last night and he was telling me like he hadn't been in so long. He's he's an older guy. He he hadn't been to the garden in so long and he was like he came to my office this morning and he was like I don't know about you but I had a great time. I was like I had a terrible time. And he's like you know what it is is that you go to every game and so many other people go to like one game and that's their one game out and their one time to see the team and it's like it kind of gave me a bit like you know as much as I appreciate being able to go to all these games and I love it and it it is definitely a um you know it's it's a privilege for me to be able to do this. It's like I, I, I it made a lot of sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, I care so much, or like, I I didn't enjoy the game as much because I go so often, right? You know, it just was a different perspective, and I I think that sometimes people again or all the time Boston fans are too harsh on every single team. It's like we had nothing but success in the first what since January. We've been one of the hottest teams in the league, so yeah. It's like we gotta we gotta be happy about that, and yeah, we lost the game, and I knew we were due for a bad game, but I didn't want it to be against Toronto. I'd rather it be against New Jersey or somebody who's not even gonna make the playoffs. But is what it is. I'll take it. Again, we got we got to learn we got to learn from them, and we got to you know instill some false some further false confidence in Toronto. Let's go. I'm good with it. Yeah, I just again, it's it to me. It's like you're up six to one, and then it ends up being six four. I don't think that that's a very good way to end a game. Like, I don't know what you guys are psyched about. I wouldn't Coach be happy. Be a win is a yeah. win, yeah, but I wouldn't be happy with letting up four goals when you were up that much. You had all yeah. the momentum. Yeah, again, it's just not the mentality of a championship bound team. So I will, I will, I'll eat, I'll, I'll eat a shoe. I'll eat a blue shoe if they win the cup this year. Everybody keep coming at me if you really think Toronto's going all the way. Yeah, come at me. I'll eat a blue shoe. You have to buy it, but I will eat the blue <laughs> shoe if the Toronto Maple Leafs win the cup. That's how sure I am that they're not going to win the cup. Not going to happen. I will eat a blue shoe. It could be leather. It could be a little Nike mesh. Don't make it easy on me. You could spray paint. <laughs> I'm not going to eat spray paint, but you could food coloring dye a Timberland, and I'll eat it. Ooh. They're not going to win the cup. <laughs> That's the easiest bet I've ever made. Yep. Oh. Man. I, I mean, I, I have confidence. This team is playing well. I know that they're going to shake up the lineup a little bit here, and I think it. I, I hope that that's just on the defensive side. The team has been playing very, very well. There's no reason to shake up the lines because of one bad game. The, like, keep all of the lines exactly how they are. Change up the bottom defensive pairing. Give it a little shake up, see what happens. Yeah. Well, you concerned has... that 
you are you concerned that uh, Cassidy's entertaining this, or are you just annoyed with the fan? The fan. Uh, no, Cassidy like, basically the said friendly. there will be roster changes, huh. but I hope that he's just referring to that bottom defer- uh, bottom pairing defenseman. Oh yeah, I mean because that is still in trial and error period, and that is the uh, that is just the reality when the trade deadline's about twenty games before the end of the season, right? I don't want to see the lines get switched up. You want to try it. You want them to trial and error. You don't want them to marry something that might not work. You know, in in terms of new guys, yeah, down the stretch. But yeah, no other like we didn't. We we both know we didn't add anything to the forward end. So let's just keep. No, I I I I suppose I mean more so like I want to see this the line stay exactly the same. Like I want Howla still on the second line. No, that's that's what I mean. I'm like I'm saying fiddle with fiddle with the defense all day, but. Since you didn't add anybody up top, it's not broke. Don't don't fix it. It really isn't broken. Right. He had one bad game that you almost yeah. came back in. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty good bad game. Yeah. Well, do you want to get to the negative here? Do you want to get you want to get sad for a minute? Kind yeah, of sad. Kind of sad. It, it, today was today was a good day for it though. Yeah. Um. It's it's good that we're recording today. And not yesterday or the day before, or certainly this weekend, because uh, your boy, your boy was your boy was down bad. And uh, if you don't know, I'm very sorry to be the one breaking the news to you, but uh, our guy Robert Williams exited the Timberwolves game on Sunday with a torn meniscus. Um, I did say there's good news in that. There is good news in that. The uh, and and the bet the best news of this is. My concern was that this was going to be a team decision or something like that, because basically what you can do is just you can remove as much of the meniscus as you want. It it skyrockets the, uh, you know, the probability that you'll have arthritis and therefore shortens careers and who knows. Um, But you could even my understanding is you can even like basically completely remove it, which is crazy. Um the we we still don't know the size of the tear but what it sounds like is it was a minor tear and rob and his doctors with no you know no consultation to the team and and i'm sorry the team has no business with someone's with someone's you know life with that you know there's no comeback now there's no rush back now unless it's the right move so basically the tear was either very large or very minor, ideally minor, just for longevity's purposes. Uh, and therefore, they were able to remove the torn part of the meniscus by cutting it out. Surgery was today. This is Wednesday. It went well. Um, and so the, the the best part about that is that we could see Robert Williams back in the second round of the playoffs. Miraculous, if, if such a thing happens. All right. Um, I have questions. Yeah. Two questions, I guess. One, are you concerned that this is going to be that that's going to be too soon? Do you, are you concerned that that could potentially lead to a, a reaggravation, or do you have faith in the team? Do- I mean, the team doctors shouldn't let him come my back. My understanding, my understanding is the tear's gone. Okay, you know they cut it off. So for for a reaggravation to occur it would be a full on other tear. Okay. Um, whether that happens when you have less meniscus than before, I don't think is really the case. I think it would just have to be like another substantial, you know, knee injury, which could happen at to anyone at any time. Anyone at any time. Yeah. I, th- I think the biggest issue with this is longevity. 
we have Rob Williams guaranteed through the next four years uh, at a good price, you know, but it's it's going to be a bummer of a price if he's not in the league in two years because his knee was never the same. It so, is what it is, you know. It's it's unfortunate. There's no to to me. There's no rushing back. It's it's how fast he can get up to game speed or any partial speed where he can help the team. Um, and and again, you're not waiting for something to repair. The issue is gone. Uh, so, I it's just I, the healing I, of a I surgery. Got, that's all. It's the healing of a surgery yeah. and 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 you know going easy and you know working working the working the knee back in the right way. So second round's around the corner, you know, it's a, it's a four to six week return. And so even on the back end of that six week, I still think we're in, in the second round, if not flirting with the third. Um, I thought season was over. I did. I really did. I thought any any hopes at the title, which 538 has us the favorites coming out of the East, uh, as does ESPN analytics, just just stating facts that I've heard of. Um <clears throat> I thought that was going to be the end of the season. If you look at our track record, it's like since 2017, we've had a major issue come into play down the stretch heading into yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, I saw that. I thought this was like a Danny Ainge curse that we got rid of, but evidently not. Or maybe it was the Isaiah Thomas curse that we got rid of. Obviously, we haven't gotten rid of that. Um, but that that is infuriating. It's so annoying that every every single year we can't just get a healthy crack at it this year's no exception, you know. We're not getting a healthy crack at it. Everyone seems pretty convinced we'll be able to handle whatever we see in the first round. Are you? So, I'm not. No, I mean, I, I think it depends on who that is. It could be the Nets. I think we can beat the Nets without Robert Williams, but I, I with with how the play-in works now, it's just like I I'm not I'm not convinced of anything, and I'd much rather have our best foot forward with the starting five. Someone on a on the Zach Lowe podcast mentioned that this is like the most expendable of our core which i get but you know uh he does so much for us even at an 11 percent usage rate uh as zach also pointed out on his podcast so it's just uh pretty it's a it's tough it's really hard the lob is eliminated i this is this is why it's good that we got tice this is why it's good that grant williams is playing big um i i do think we can get through the the first and second round uh without robert williams if we need to depending on those teams um but uh we can't win it all without him so we we do need some sort of return now do you think that if he does come back say they make it to the second round or whenever it is he's available to come back is he going to be the same player that he was before or do you do you believe that he's going to have that in the back of his mind or need some time to get back up to speed. I mean, four to six weeks isn't a long time. We're not talking like he's out six months and then he comes back and then we expect him to play the way he played before. And that's obviously not going to happen. But um, what do you feel like are the chances of him coming back, making an impact like he was doing before? I mean, that he was he's one of the main reasons that we are where we are today. Yeah, uh, 1,000%. I think he's, you know, the... I think he's pretty neck and neck with Marcus Smart for the third third most vital entity to this team. Um, obviously, the Jays being one and two. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't know how your meniscus affects your jump. I don't know if the cushioning's going to hurt. I don't know if the or the lack of cushioning's going to hurt or what 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 the case may be. But I, you know. I got to imagine there's a little bit of a setback. I, 
this we're talking about a guy who can cover the entire like three point arc in a matter of a few seconds and just has been eating blocks leading like top three in blocks all year long. Um, just insane floor coverage and a huge part of our switch everything defense. Um, I, I, I really do think there's a, there's a, there's a world where he comes back and we're like, Oh yeah. Remember when he like tore his meniscus and was fine four to six weeks later. Yeah. And obviously that's the best outcome, but we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to have to see. I, I, I think, I think he's, did he, he's worked through, we had hip in the bubble. We've had foot, you know, he's, he's a, a little bit of a, you know, health liability. And that this is just a tough, tough break. I don't, I don't, I don't see this injury as, oh great, Robert Williams is falling apart again. Like this is just a bummer of a circumstance with the torn knee. And I, I think the best outcome, obviously, for everybody. And I'm just glad that the Celtics didn't play a hand in rushing him back because there's no point in that. And that's I just think shooting yourself in the foot in the long run. And that it seems that the professional opinion is he should be good to go at that time. I gotta imagine that's as close to a thousand percent, a hundred percent as they think. Um, but yeah, I we, we're just gonna have to see. I, I I think there is a world where he comes back and and you don't notice. Yeah. Um, but would I would I bet on that being the case? In, in no world, you know. Well, I mean, you've bet on crazier things, so That's exactly. I'm trying to learn here. <laughs> I mean, aside from the the horrible overtime loss the other night. I, I mean, I think it was horrible. The, the Celtics missed so many shots that they should have made. Yeah. I mean, it was that was tough to watch only because it was like, you guys could win this game. You yeah, know, but, the, you know, we we played nobody. And I was... That's it, fair. To make it to overtime, like, is, is yeah. a win in itself, but... That was a winnable game. Uh, with, with the lineup we had and it's a it's frustrating and annoying to drop it but i i i, t- I walk away from that toronto game impressed i agree Personally. i mean the depth Personally. showed that I mean, they it's just like yeah right they showed and, that they and could not only it. that and not only that but there's 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 people in that depth that are now you know when rob is back pushing for Hey, Ime, do you, do you play me some minutes in the playoffs? You know, yeah. you throw Neesmith in and see if he can strike a couple threes, give you a little push. You know, so it's just I was I was impressed with our depth. Very impressed with Marcus Smart's uh, offensive effort that evening. Just what else is pretty, new, dude? Pretty, pretty, pretty incredible. Oh, I love Marcus that. Smart, dude. He did everything. He's the best. What else is new, dude? Tell me <sighs> something I don't know. Um, <laughs> do, do you know that he's currently the Vegas odds favorite for defensive player of the year? Oh my God. Of course he is, dude. He's the best. <laughs> the first, uh, be the first guard since a guy named Gary Payton to win it. <laughs> oh, you mean the glove? The glove. <laughs> What's Mar- Marcus doesn't even have a nickname. That's we should, strange, we got to give him one. Yeah. We, I, I don't know if you should have a say in it, but we'll, I'll, I'll kick a few around. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it. You're like, we'll call him the pain in the ass. No, I know. I know. I act like I'm the Marcus smart hater, but that's not the case. I'm just I'm just giving Tim a hard time. 28 points in that game. Yeah, man, because I wouldn't count on him to have that in the bag. Okay, even with nobody out. I mean, even with nobody else out there. I just I don't know. I was I was impressed. You should be. You should be impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds very like condescending yeah. but it's it was the most it, it couldn't sound more it literally couldn't sound any more condescending but um 
by the way, as we're recording this, Celtics are tied up with Miami <clears throat> with 137 left in the first at 22. Um, this is kind of my I, – I, I missed a good amount of that Toronto game, but this is and, – and, and no one really played. So this is our first idea of what is this team going to look like against a competitor in the playoffs without Robert Williams. And we're, we're hanging on right now. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the team's playing well. The Celtics team, are playing God. well. The the Bruins Incredible. are playing well. I'm not they gonna are. I'm not gonna say they're not because they had one they bad are. game. Yeah. Um, I hope they're, that I don't. They're regret. getting it. The Bruins are in the process of getting it together, and they're doing, for the most part, a great job at that. I hope I don't regret saying that when we listen back to this episode on Friday, because we played the Devils in between, and then we have another game on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, you did earlier say I, I wish we lost to the Devils or something. <laughs> no, so, I said I would have so rather I'm... lose to a team like the Devils than a team that you know everybody was going to give us a hard time for losing against, because that is the, like that should have been a playoff game last night. Furthermore, there was it was silent in there, like it was it was like nothing from the from the jump of that game, the beginning, like there was no. There was no fan like participation. It was quiet. It was weird, man. I was expecting it to be a lot crazier. And if I keep getting messages from Toronto fans, I'm going to Toronto. The last game of the season, I'm gonna go. It, right. I, I want to go. Keep chirping, everybody. But Let's everybody, go. if everybody keeps chirping me, I don't think I have a choice. I have to go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create some Toronto burners. To get <laughs> yeah. you I would love to make it back up to Canada. Um, awesome. But Austin Matthews deserves the statue outside the garden. Here we go. He owns the bees. God. I don't know. But I'm excited for the next couple month for the next couple weeks. I mean, we have about a month left of the hockey season. The last game's on the 29th against said Maple Leafs. Uh, and then the, the basketball season ends pretty soon as well. And I'm excited for playoffs, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's playoff time, Andrew. It's uh, it's time for the offs. It's time for the old offs, and uh, you know, I I think if you checked in with us in December and you said this is where you're going to be at the end of the season, both of you, we'd be like, all right, that's uh, better than I that's better than we feared, and let's go. So that's how I feel. Obviously, with the Celtics, but with the Bruins, you know. Yeah. Get uh. Let's get some friends together, man. I'm there the next two weeks. We're going to be recording go. together. We're back in person, baby. Yep. We're going to hit a Clippers game. We're going to have two episodes in person. Shit, man. We might be able to hit a Dodgers game, too. Oh, snap. Baseball's back. That's exciting, too. That is. Yeah, I'm glad. It's good. It's good for been... Echo Park. We, the, my neighborhood added yet another uh, former MVP. <laughs> this one not coming from the Red Sox, but wow. I don't the know Dodgers. if... Uh... I don't know if you've been, but I keep I'm keep people keep telling me I got to go to Anaheim for a baseball game because the the stadium been, is nice. I have been. I do. Yeah, the stadium's cool. Yeah. I like it. Some people think it's whatever. I, I think it's a I think it's a nice stadium. It's fun. Um, I've said on here a thousand times how I feel about the people of Anaheim, and that's no difference in the baseball <laughs> stadium from the hockey stadium. So, uh, you know, again, like I, Daniel would once Daniel told me that he he and his dad would go to the Yankees game, and like the Yankees would hit a home run, they'd stand up and cheer, and people behind them would ask them to sit down and be quiet. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the culture of Anaheim sports in a nutshell. Um, absolute meatball, idiot losers. Uh, uh, Celtics up twenty nine twenty five at the end of the first. Um, 
Again, this won't matter later, but here we are. We got um, we got episodes to record. We got games to go to again. Maybe let's see if we can get a little little, little guest sit down too. It might be fun. Absolutely, get some phone calls going. Get some. We we got to get some pre playoffs content from the other from our our friends of the other um, of the other uh, sports teams. You know, yeah. the other fan bases, Definitely. friends of the other fan bases. Yeah. Maybe get Mr. Yusenda on here, finally talk some Sixers. I'm not afraid of them, I'll tell you that much. I thought I'd be terrified, but James Harden just looks like playoff James Harden already, which is a horrible player. <laughs> so, oh, birds, baby. What do we got today? This is the... It's the Song Sparrow, of course. Wow, beautiful. Of course, that's the Song Sparrow, yeah. <laughs> Uh, currently, that clock thinks it's um, eight eight p.m. Oh, good. It's five four. It's five fourteen for me. Well, it is. It is eight p.m. here. So there you go. It's on East Coast time. Yep. It's fourteen minutes off of East Coast. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I can't wait to get back out there. Can't wait to do some some out, new yeah. new episodes out there together and yep. do some fun stuff. It's always a good time coming out and doing you know touristy stuff but also sports sporting events i'm i'm excited man i'm hyped la is good for all the things you like you know touristy (laughs) sports movie film and food exactly we really don't we don't really miss in any of those uh i'm excited for you to check a clippers game and to compare that vibe to any in-person basketball game you've ever been to i think you're gonna feel like it's when we went to the celtics bulls during covid (laughs) but that's at full capacity right with 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 fans i can compare Uh, it to the pacers game i'm going to next week uh, I mean, at least there's some basketball fans there. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, shout out to the Lakers. Maybe missing the playoffs. Hope that happens. Love it. What uh, um, What do you got going on this weekend, bud? Oh man i I can't I can't say I can't say it because okay because uh, it's a surprise. Okay. So, um, right? I can't say it. No, no. you can't say it. You can't no. say it. How about How about I, I I can't decide whether I can say it. You guys will see it this weekend. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for the, for the person in question. Cause it, it is a surprise. So just keep an eye uh, on our socials and you'll see what Tim is up to this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Got some cool stuff cooking this weekend and, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that and we will, I'll be able to report back on it, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to, just in case I, we've, we've come this far with the, uh, the old, the old surprise. So let's see. I love it. All right, man. All right. Well, go Celtics, go Bruins, let's get some wins. Let's go. And, uh, you know, uh, separate of that, I do want to just give a shout out to to my college team. Go Tar Heels, baby. Let's, let's go. beat Duke again. Let's go. And I don't care about basketball. Like, I don't care about college like basketball. Heels? Let's go. Yeah. I don't, the, if, I don't, if you guys are like, why does he like the Tar Heels? My Ash's uncles are spread on the campus, all right? Let's he was go. kind of a big deal there. I've been to Roy Williams basketball camp. Have you heard of it? Where the year Marvin Williams was drafted, the year after they won the 2005 national title. Let's go. Might as well have. Carolina blue tattooed on me. I hate Duke more than the Yankees. What are you talking about? Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Send Coach K home. Yeah, that's what I got. Go Heels. Go Sox. Go C's. Go B's. I don't know what the Pats are going to do in the draft. Doesn't look like they're doing anything in free agency. <laughs> go go Tom Brady. Go, go Brady, baby. You hear about that shit? He almost went to Miami. I don't want to hear any of that. We're that's out. A good thing we're not, that's a good thing we don't do that podcast. Stretched!